is Draco Bleed Now Podcast. Uh, I am your host. This is my shit. And <laughs> I just wanted to say, man, shout out to you listening. Thank you very much for tuning in once again. Uh, shout out to Soundspace for uh, sponsoring this podcast. Uh, you can always hit them up if you need anything. Rehearsal room, uh, producing space, recording space, all that shit. And shout out to Elliot and, uh, and his clothing line, Naptown Collective. Uh, it's a really great clothing line. I really fuck with bro. Uh, shout out to him for he man. He sent me a pack of some of some great shit, some shit that I've been actually looking out for. So I'm, I'm I appreciate that shit, bro. Uh, and also thank you for coming on. I've been meaning to speak with you for a while. This was a great conversation we had. Uh, very motivational for myself. Uh, also shout out to my friends that's been keeping me working. You feel me? Writing my ass off. And I actually got a song dropping this week. Uh, technically on Wednesday or Wednesday night, but it's technically gonna be on Thursday. Uh, it's a freestyle, so it's something slight, but you feel me? I got a lot of shit tucked, a lot of shit that I'm ready to start dropping. So, uh, yeah, whatever, man. Just stay tuned. Follow me on Instagram at Draco McCoy. Uh, same thing on Twitter. And follow my Instagram page for this podcast, Bleeding Out Podcast, uh, if you wanna keep up with all the updates that we have for this. And that's all I gotta say. I hope y'all having a great day. Tell somebody you love them today. Uh, be good to yourself. Eat something good. And uh, and let's start the motherfucking show. And, and in three, and two, one. Yeah! <laughs> it's Drake on this motherfucker bleeding out all over the motherfucking place. Uh, and, and and I am here with the with the with one of the coolest motherfuckers that I've been a fan of for a minute, but never really actually been able to talk to yet. Uh, and he runs Naptown Collective, the... Uh, one of my favorite clothing lines in the city, and uh, and I just learned his name. Can you tell the people your name? Yeah, what up? It's Elliot. Elliot, man, how you feeling, bro? I'm good, man. How are you? Excellent, man. I'm in a good mood. You know, out of nowhere, it's been a weird day, and now I feel I feel great. <laughs> um, yeah, there's mad people in Indy right now from out of town too. Yeah, I know. I seen. Uh, I missed out on on, on something for Ethan. Yeah, for Ethan. I didn't know him or anything like that, but rest in peace, man. Yeah, RIP, man. You know, that 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 hurt a lot of people that I love. So, um, yeah, man, how you feeling, bro? I know you're only in town for a few days, right? Yeah. Um, I feel great, man. Like, uh, I'm at a good point in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the along the roller coaster, like, we had a great spot. So, mm-hmm. I got nothing to complain about. That's great, man. That's real. So... I wanted to get into it and ask you, I know you're from Indy, but what part of town did you grow up on? What was it like growing up in Indy for you? Uh, so for me, like, I'm from Noblesville, so I'm, oh. like, kind of way out there. Okay. So I grew up, like, on 196th Street, like, just, like, farmland, man. Like, so my mom does horses. Yeah. And my dad does concrete, so it's, like, very, like, kind of straight-by-the-gate American upbringing. <laughs> yeah, it's random as hell, though. Yeah, my parents had, like, an old house in Noblesville. Mm-hmm. Like, they did, like, the typical, like, buy a really old thing and then, like, fix it up, sell it, move on. Yeah. But um, by the time I was, like, four, we were, like, out in, like, the country. And, like, they were, like, building a farm. So, like, I've been there ever since. Now, you've been out in New York for a minute, right? Yeah, so I've been in New York for two years, and then, uh, but I moved there, like, originally first, like, four or five years prior to that. Yeah. So. Is that, like, a big difference for you, like, just compared to how you grew up? Yeah, it's crazy, because you ever feel like you watch stuff like Sesame Street, and you feel like you're being, like, subverted? 
Like, yo. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I, when I watched it, I always thought, like, that's so wild that, like, uh, it looks like a city. And, like, everywhere I'm from, it's just corn and yeah. soybeans and stuff. So I never even thought about that. Because I do be watching Sesame Street with my daughter and shit. And, like, yeah. They is in the middle of the Bronx or something. You in Brooklyn. Yeah. Oscar the Garage is definitely from Harlem. Off top. That's crazy. I ain't never even thought about that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um... I just, I moved to Cincinnati first. Mm -hmm. So I moved from Indy to Cincy. What was you doing out there? Uh, I went to school out there. And oh. then I just really like, I really like the vibe of like Cincinnati overall. Like it, it was a great place for me to kind of like plant my roots outside of Indy yeah. and like find myself. And uh, it was like just create, it's like somebody said, uh, it's got a nickname. It's like the Northern New Orleans or something like that. <laughs> but like the Tommy gun is invented across a river. Like it's cool. Like. They're just a little bit more freer and wild in Cincy. So I went there, I went to school, and I made a bunch of art. And then I ended up, like, going to New York while I was in school there to, like, you, a residency program. What were you in school for? I went to school for painting. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, like, anything specific? Like, what's that like? Like, well, it's, I guess, like, the degrees I call Bachelor in Fine Arts. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, my sp specification or whatever is called painting. Yeah. So it's just that's interesting so it's like yeah. I took mad like classes on drawing like new drawing all sorts of like figured like still lives figure drawing mm -hmm. all stuff like that and then like a bunch of other random things that you take in art school like uh, I don't know I didn't really like fuck with 3D shit but I took like video and other things and that's how I ended up doing like skate videos and figuring out how to like work on software and use Photoshop and yeah. Illustrator and shit. And that's like how I ended up doing printmaking too. That's hard. So this was all good for you. How, yeah. long, how long were you in school? Did you finish up? Yeah, I finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. I did it. Uh, I went from 2012 to 2016. Um, so like I did that shit in four years. Just like I was like, I didn't want to like stick around. I was like, let's just get through this really quickly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, school was good for me. It opened like a lot of doors, but I also... I, like, took advantage of it. Yeah. Like, I was that motherfucker who was, like, making friends with a security guard and was like, all right, on winter break, when no one's supposed to be here, I'm going to tap on the, the, like, the window and be like, hey, let me in. Yeah. And then, like, they would totally, like, it was cool. So, I, like, got to do what I wanted in Cincinnati. And that, like, led me down a lot of different paths that, like, kind of put me where I am today as far as, like, making clothes and that's Running tight though, because I, I I won't say rarely, but like I don't often hear a lot of uh, art school success stories where people were like, I fucked with it and, and it gave me the opportunity to get done what I wanted to. A lot of people end up uh, that I know just end up just quitting or just being like, I wasn't fucking with it or something. I don't know. Yeah, I know a lot of people who are jaded by art school. I'll say that much. Mm -hmm. But like, I also think that like, man, it's an unpopular opinion time, but like <laughs> artists, artists are really lazy and like they have a lot of talent but not a lot of people want to like really 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 put in a lot of hours like lebron time to it's like true. get stuff done it's true so my school was set up at least at the time where like if you were like in with the teacher you could be a print monitor or like you could be a monitor of whatever that thing was and that allowed you to basically have like key access to shit and yeah. so it would be like now i can be here whenever i just have to be like cleaning and doing other stuff so i would just get my way into places doing that and then I just stick around there all fucking day long. That's fire, bro. I'm into that. You know what I mean? I've always been the person that like I do a bunch of random shit and try to figure out ways to utilize my time with the shit that I do. You know what I mean? And 
usually it does require some extra steps, but as long as I can have my way, I'm happy. Yeah, and like, I just think that everybody who like makes great work, they kind of like bend the rules a little bit you to got their to. advantage. And you like, got to. that's like the way of like all of us, like that's how you get in those like kind of funny situations. Yeah, I mean, cause I feel like if you don't bend the rules in your favor sometimes, like a lot of what you naturally or what, what you desire can get compromised. You know what I mean? Like it's just certain people who can who can do things all by the rules and and like make everything uh you know the way somebody else told them they gotta do it you know, but like somebody like me I had to do everything on my own time and 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 you know just be just be free with it you know and it teaches you how to make your own stuff yeah like make your own tools facts that's why I like what you do because I see you doing pretty much everything hands-on. Uh, you be putting your processes on, on Instagram and shit like that. You know what I mean? I always like that. I, I don't do make a lot of content like that. And, you know, I love when other people do. Um, but I love the fact that you are um, so art-based. It reminds me of myself. Uh, were you always in the art uh, growing up? Um, I feel like, I think it's wild to say this, but I can, like, really remember it's, like, kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Every, I, everything before that is just like normal kid stuff like playing playing and like liking things you know what I mean yeah but like uh, I feel like everybody has like that first moment where they get recognized for something mm-hmm. like that they're good at like someone says like yo you're you're good at that like you're actually like naturally good at that like whatever it's like being told that is, is really good for kids too yeah and like it's like I remember that as a kid like so vividly it's like yo this drawing was really sick Blah, blah, blah. Like, I remember doing it. Mm-hmm. Like I do, too. And I, and I like didn't even spend moment, much time in school, like, or that I remember. But I always remember being good at art school and fucking uh, just good at writing. You know what I mean? Just always good at English. But, see, one thing that I always wanted to do, which I know you, we just talked about, is painting. And, like, that's something that I could never explore. But in school, I was really, really good at that shit. And, like, the only reason why I revisited art is trying to, I don't know, some things that, like, uh, that people are good at as children. I feel like they should all try to revisit someday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Always keep like that, like at the forefront, mm-hmm. like tapped in. Uh, now you're deep in the skate community also, but uh, were you into that or what age did you start getting into that? <clears throat> so I did like, so art came first. Mm-hmm. So like that's always like art is everything to me. But like I picked up skateboarding pretty early too. I was like fourth grade or something. Mm-hmm. So like we had a horse farm. So I didn't have any like driveways or Yo, there was like no black top anything where I was at, but we had like a concrete aisle in my barn. Mm-hmm. So I just used to like ride up and down that shit. And I was like eight feet wide by like 30 feet long. And that's like, that's where I learned to skate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I went to parks and stuff when I was older, but like I just picked it up when I was in fourth grade. Like I remember I saw it in like a magazine or I saw like Ryan Sheckler or some something like that. You know what I mean? They're like, that's cool. I want to do that. And then. I just stuck with it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I liked it. Like, it was that it was fun for me. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, and then I figured out other people did it, but that didn't come to like later when you're like junior high or high school or shit like that. Like, yeah. I just did it because I was like, oh, this is cool. But I was so trash for so long. Like, <laughs> I didn't learn like really basic tricks until I was in high school. Like, I didn't understand it. Like, I just knew how to like ride it and like do natural balance stuff. So See, like, tricks never, and stuff didn't come till later for me. That trick shit is hard, bro. I tried to skate. I ain't tried to skate till I was like 
Because I always had skateboards. People would just give them to me and shit like that. But it'd just be like, all right, cool. I'm not finna learn that shit, bro. I ain't never fell off no skateboard like that. Yeah. And I just don't like seeing, you know, injuries and shit. But like, it ain't even That's about that. That's a given that. in skateboarding. Everybody be getting fucked up, bro. Yeah, I broke a mad shit. Bro, and I'm cool off that. But I ain't even gonna lie. I ain't even scared of that, really. It's just hard to do, bro. It's not easy to, to do tricks on a skateboard. Like... I tried to do that shit. By the time I did, I was like, I'm too big. I'm too old. Fuck this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Definitely. But, I feel like it's for like a certain body type too. It is. Well, it. Because like there's mad different people who skate. But I also noticed like people who skate have like a different. How do I say this? They have like a different relationship with balance. I was about to say it's about. It's about. It's really funny. Literally their relationship with their body. Because I even. I used to think it was just for like skinny niggas or like small motherfuckers. I like, see big, bro, big boys some skate of the fat and be homies really is crazy. better than me. It's weird, right? But you really just got to be not afraid to jump and like shit like that. I don't know. I It's weird, bro. It's very strange. And I feel like motherfuckers really trust themselves. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. It's like it's all muscle memory yeah. and like confidence. Yeah. Like just like brute, like I'm going to do it. Like, And Hell then yeah. if you don't do it, like that's like why I feel like you see when people freak out. It's like they're like having the external internal battle of like why is this not like plugging for me because i want it like but that's basically it but that's why i like it and like i've always been into the to you know that scene or whatever and and just that type of thing is just because like motherfuckers are you know when i I would see people's what you know their tapes are the tricks and shit that they do and then i started stumbling upon the people who actually post like all the times where they fucked up and then they finally get it right and i just be like wow like that's a different type of dedication, bro. Motherfuckers trying the same thing, same spot over and over and over again until it works. So I film, like, I film, that's like, I'm good at skateboarding, but, like, my homies are excellent. Mm-hmm. Like, so my contribution as a person who's, like, good at art is to, like, be the vision. So it's like, word, I'm going to film. I'm going to make the edits. And, like, when I film people, I've gone to spots, like, days on end, like, multiple times. Mm-hmm. I have, like gone back and watch people like eat shit like get hurt over things like and people either like one of those two scenarios is like they get it and like it's sick or like sometimes people just like don't get it like sometimes people have gone back to things and like and there's no reluctance in me like it's just a part of the process is like where we went there like three hours two days like from like six to nine p.m or like nine to like one in the morning and like we didn't get shit like that's it like now that sounds like it could be but like it sounds like it could be depressing. No, nah, because it's like there's mad other times where like you pull a camera out and someone will just whip something in like the first 30 seconds to two minutes, yeah. like first try. So like it's always kind of it's like playing like Russian roulette. Like it's a roll of the dice, but you have to be willing. That's like the the difference in those two, like that massive jump between like getting something done immediately and having to go over and over and over like what you're saying. like. Mm. That's just, like, a part of it. Like, I feel like you just sign up for that, whether you're the filmer or the skateboarder. Fuck yeah. You know what I mean? I'm into that, too. Because <clears throat> people will be filming with me, and they'll be like, yo, word, like, you still trying to do this? And I'm like, yeah, I didn't say anything. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm cool. Like, are you cool? Like, you want to take a break? Like, well, like, I'll go get a water or something. You know yeah. what I mean? But, I mean, like, I'm down like to a, go. You seem like an easygoing type of motherfucker, too. I just want to see people make shit. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's so cool. Like, I'm the first. It's like, I get to be premier viewer like everybody else gets to see the footage like i was there i filmed it was that has that always been your role have you ever been the one on camera uh i mean i got like clips here and there but like that's not i don't know 
I, I'm not really motivated by that. Like, mm. I think I'm good at skateboarding, but like, I don't like possess like so much like, oh, I, I need to get clips. Like, I just like doing the, I like being the camera guy. Like, I think I like I'd being be a the good art camera guy, man. the video guy. Like, I like making everybody else like look the way they want it to look. I like that. What do you use? It's a, one of them cameras, like, it got to have a handle on it. Yeah, shit, so, right? old, so it's a Sony VX1000. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. How much did that cost you? Fuck, I bought it like six years ago for like 400 bucks. But now they're more. All that stuff, like, I guess Sony like discontinued a bunch. So Sony, I mean, the, the camera's been discontinued for a long time, but the lens got discontinued too recently. Damn. By the, uh, like a separate company manufacturer. Yeah. So that lens like was like $900 or something retail. And that shit's now like 1800 used or like 1500 used. That's or, crazy. Like, it's, that's one of those things where it's like really starting to climb now. Yeah, I bet. When you when you filming this shit, you gotta be on the board too, right? Yeah. Like so so you're skating next to a motherfucker, but like, how do you make sure you don't fall or bust your ass? Like that's what I say, like about balance, man. Like yeah. I don't know, it's just balance. <laughs> I think it's really like that and like uh situational awareness. Mm -hmm. Like when I feel like I'm in filmer mode, I was watching this thing about like climbers who climb mountain, they reach like Zen state. I feel like I do that when you film or something, like because there's so many like moving parts to a clip there's like if you're skating in the street there's traffic there's people there's weather there's like random passerby so it's like i kind of got to be like really keyed into where everybody and everything's at because yeah. i don't want to like hit a crack or like I, my timing has to be perfect so I mean, it should it's be like, smoother than a bitch like i'd be like there's no way this month i know this nigga's not running I know he's on the board, but there's no way this motherfucker's not even shaking. It's always so so smooth, you know what I mean? Uh, and then, like, uh, I know you see, like, I be watching, like, fights and shit on YouTube or World Star back in the day, you know, shit like that. Motherfuckers can never hold a camera steady to watch a fight, you know? But, like, motherfucker get ready to do a trick, get in trouble with the police, and, like, the filmers always just get it perfectly. On like, point. Like, it's TV. On point. It's beautiful, bro. I mean, like, yeah, that's crazy. Do you, do you travel a lot? Like for for like skates, skate clips and shit like that, different um, spots and stuff. Uh, I'd say like pretty recently, I've just been in New York like mm -hmm. since I moved there. So like for the last two years, I've kind of just been like there. But overall, I'd say yeah, like yeah. I've traveled a lot of different places and skated like Florida, California, yeah, New York, like mad mad different places all over the Midwest. You like, tapped in with the uh, with the skate community out in New York. Yeah, like, I'm getting more tapped in. Like, there's just so many people out there in New York. Like, it's, I, I have a lot of friends from Buffalo, like, upstate. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people from there. And then a lot of those dudes actually, like, moved to the city. And then there's, like, you know, just, like, groups and circles around that. But uh, it's kind of funny. Like, the Midwest connection in, in bigger cities is, like, really prevalent. Like, oh. a lot of people just know. They're like, yo, you're from Indiana, right? Like, da-da-da-da-da. And it's like, where you're from Michigan or you're from you know south bend or you're, you know what i mean and yeah. people just like that they, they come so that so like I, that kind of works for me but like i am meeting a lot of like dope people in new york for sure that's what's up because like, i live in like i live in queens my shop's in brooklyn i go skate in manhattan like you kind of like once you start doing like the circle you start seeing the same people for sure i know a few homies that moved out to fucking new york and like that shit just makes me nervous you know what i mean they talking about they don't got no cars out there or like it'd be i'm about to bring this up there what my like the one I just bought? I'm about to bring one up there without having one for like the last two years. Man, so how do you get around? I just ride my bike, That's like because I got a fixie, so I just be blasting around town. Yeah, but it's not even the like, 
most people could get away with not having a car in New York. I don't think that's like an unfeasible th- or like an unreasonable thing. I think at a certain age or like mm. professional level, like where I'm at, it's like the car is like, I kind of, I want, I need it to like m- make moves, like to move like product and merchandise to printers and embroiderers in the city. Like I can't really be doing that with the bike or like I want to be doing that with Uber all the time. So, and I don't be wanting to have like a book bag on me and shit like that everywhere I go, you know? I always have a book bag. I hate it, bro. <laughs> I hate it, bro. And my pockets would be I as full like as I'm I can cursed, get them. bro. <laughs> it's just with me. Yeah. Fuck it, man. You do what you got to do. Uh, so so why are you so anonymous? Like you just not like being on the camera? Um, I, I kind of feel like personally, and it's just like my mantra is like I always want to be remembered for like what I do and mm-hmm. like what I contribute, and kind of less of like who I am. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I put if I was a little bit more like confident about putting that like front and center all the time, I think I know the brand would do better overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just not really like my ethos, so. Mm-hmm. And, like, just the personal, like, activities I choose to partake in outside of, like, running the business, it's, like, I want to keep, like, I don't know. Like, I like my private life a little bit more private. Like, I'm just, I don't know. Like, maybe that's, like, the Noblesville, like, out and nowhere land in yeah. me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like uh, through the phone and social media and stuff, like, a lot of my life and my contributions out there all the time. So, like, it's a little bit more comfortable for me to just, like, be, like, this is the brand, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it is, like, to me, the brand is beyond me in a lot of ways, like, that I could ever be. Like, it's it's more of, like, an extension of me and, like, what I can, you know, collaboratively bring to the table through people from indie and other people that are, like, in my world. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I just, I would have never wanted to just individually kind of have my face on it. So I totally understand that. And uh, as somebody myself, I've never like I'm comfortable in the the quote unquote limelight or whatever the fuck you feel me. But I don't like being on camera. I don't like uh, all like a bunch of attention and shit like that. And I don't like I like my privacy like a motherfucker. You feel me? Like and so I feel like that's where I kind of got myself into a weird situation where my brand is entirely me. (laughs) You know what I mean? But that's so good for so many people. Like. Like, I really see that working out a lot. Like, so I get it. Hell I yeah. just don't think I, like, can shift into that gear. Or, like, maybe I just haven't, like, pushed myself there yet. I think you would I don't like know, to. You know what I mean? Like, the story's not over yet. But facts. Like, facts. I mean, all right. So, and the only reason why I ask is just because, like, like I'm trying to get out of it myself. And start getting back in. You know what I mean? I've never done an Instagram live. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, shit like that. I ain't post no pictures like that. And I'm like... You know what I mean? I always like to meet other people who are, are pretty low-key, you know what I mean? And and just see what's up with that. But also, like, you know, trying to trying to make the, the strides to get out of my comfort zone uh, will probably just be better for me, you know, in the long run. And I don't know. That's why I've been kind of doing this podcast, too, so I could get more comfortable with speaking and shit like that. Uh, even though I'm, uh, I like to think I'm a shit interviewer so far. <laughs> no, you're good, you're good, you're good. But, no, I feel that it's, I think it just comes down to, like, uh, Definitely, like, pushing yourself into that zone. Because mm-hmm. my business partner, Rax, like, mm-hmm. he works at Complex. And that motherfucker, he's always, he's loud. He's boy, like. He's, he's hype. Wild. I was he's on his hype. Instagram I love earlier. It. Like, he's hype as fuck. But I'm saying it, like, in this way of, like, you know, like, he's always on. Like, he's always on. And, mm-hmm. like, I, I admire that because he always is like, Elliot, like, you need to be on. Like, get on live. Like, <laughs> post something to Instagram. Like, talking to the camera and, like. 
you know, like that gets into me. I'm like, oh, what do I do? What do I book? <laughs> but uh, how long has he been your business partner? Uh, so like six months now. Mm-hmm. So um, he started fucking with you uh, after after you won the the contest thing. Yeah, man. Like just Midwest shit, bro. Like he's from uh, Ohio, so that's what's up. Boom and two peas in a pod kind of thing. But like yin and yang, like we're very much different, but very much the same. Yeah. So like it really works out, but yeah, he like pushed me to do that same stuff. Like it's good, like it's good for you, but like it is hard. Like it's hard, and then like I'm the type of motherfucker too. Like I got a I got a really big personality, but like I don't be thinking about pulling out a fucking camera. You feel me? Like I I be living my damn life all day. You feel me? I be on some other shit, and it just be like, oh man, like. uh who was it? Somebody was like, dude, we should have had like a documentary about all the shit that we've done in Indy. You feel me? And shit like that. And like, that's why I like the skaters because skaters are always getting ready uh, to to capture the moments and motherfuckers got all these memories and all this shit. You feel me? Yeah. Like, and I bet you there's like so much more that, that don't even ever get posted. You feel me? And that's just beautiful, you know? But man, I don't be thinking like that. It's just not my, uh, I'm trying to change it. I'm going to change that thought process. Uh, I just think it's easier if you're like trying to put out content to just document like that. Because it does like take the stress away of like thinking about what you're trying to make. You're like, all right, we're I'm just going to hit record and see yeah. what happens. But <laughs> sometimes I get how it's like, this kind of feels boring. I don't think anybody's going to want to like listen to this. But like people really tune in. So they do. I'll be like learning to turn that voice off more and more in my head. Good, dude. So, so one thing that always lives forever as well, besides the the content, the videos, and shit, you know, the art. Uh, art is one of my favorite things ever. It's always going to be, you know, what I mean, pretty much the roots of, of who uh, Draco is. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I fuck with your drawings, by the way. I like that cover art. <laughs> Thank you. That shit's cool. Thank you. I, I mean, getting back into it has been has been fun for me. You know what I mean? Uh, I was telling you earlier, like. Um, you know, just trying to bring back who I was as a child is like what made me happy uh, back in the day. And it was like, damn, like, this is pretty cool. And now I got the iPad and shit and it's brought like a whole new thing because I used to just be a, a sketch artist, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really like colors. I like color schemes and palettes and shit like that. I like colors in film. Um, I've always been into like, uh, like one of the homies pointed out that like blue and orange is a real common thing like color scheme theme mm-hmm. thing in, in film in like movies and shit yeah and now I see that shit on like every movie poster every fucking like I always pointed out like they did that on purpose you know yeah exactly uh, but yeah I, so I, I love the shit that you post I, I see sketches um, paintings digital designs graffiti and shit like that um, and that's why I really got me falling in love with the brand you know what i mean just being like uh, this dude gets he this is actually uh you know somebody who 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 understands who really you know lives and breathes this shit yeah uh so uh what inspires you like randomly just like yeah or like creatively i say randomly because i have a hard time being inspired to draw i i'll think of something and it'll really just be like uh like a sentence that'll that'll get me to finally make something. But I can't just be making shit. You know what I mean? It has mm-hmm. to have like a purpose, which is why the podcast episode drawings are cool. Because I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to make the homie. Uh, right now, I'm gonna like, oh, I'm going to turn you to a werewolf or some shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, that's tight. But you just be drawing shit. Like, what what does that for you? How do you uh, get inspired to make shit? Um, I don't know if I like really always seek inspiration when I make stuff. Mm-hmm. 
I'll be honest with that. Like sometimes I'm definitely not inspired. I'm just like stream of consciousness or like you know how they call that on Twitter now? It's like shit posting. Yeah. I'll be doing that like in my drawings, like my books and <laughs> yeah, bro. Like that's hard. That's a real, cool ass like, way to not, explain it. Not like um how do I put it? Like not judging it, just being like the like a lot of times I'll draw outlines for things and then come back months later and finish them. Like I'd be like that like i'll go and spend a whole day and do like 10 or 20 outlines and then like maybe i fill one in tomorrow maybe i fill 10 in or maybe i don't touch them for like four months and mm-hmm. i come back and i do them or something like that um but yeah stream i don't know it's like stream of consciousness like sometimes if i feel some type of way like about sh- like anything i just like won't like express it i'll just like make art about like trying to like feel through that but like um yeah, a lot of it's random. Mm. Like, a lot of it is just, like, I find the most interesting art to me, things that not necessarily don't make sense, but kind of, I want to say, seem mundane. Or, like, they're, like, they seem like they don't have importance. Mm-hmm. And then, like, through repetition or, like, through, like, rendering the drawing or, like, actually, like, engaging with it, you kind of, like, discover the meaning of whatever it is. That's so. how it is when I make music. It'll just be me just throwing up all over the place and I start gathering my shit, you know? Putting the pieces together kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Well, I think everything's different. Like, that's how I think about drawings. But, like, if it's designs, like, graphics, like, I very much have ways about, like, looking at the world and then, like, re-inputting. So, like, I'm kind of like a visual hoarder. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's what I would, like, tell people about inspiration. Like, I just, like, suck things in like a vacuum. Like, mm-hmm. I use the Instagram save feature. I have mad different folders of like categories of like ideas. Like, so do I, I. Have, I have like this app called Todoist where it's like basically just like a list app. Like I make lists like crazy. Yeah, hold on, check like, me out. Check like me disgusting, out. terribly unorganized uh-huh. lists. Yeah, yeah, I'm Bro, like that, man. I've always been that way. That's crazy. I feel like... Uh... And like, so when I have thoughts... So like here, I learned this thing because I read a book about it. It's basically like to make my brain think of better and more creative ideas consistently, Mm -hmm. I don't take on the weight mentally of like forcing myself to see ideas through always. I just like have ideas and then I write the ideas down and then through like kind of the flow of having ideas, I begin to like form concepts around them. So that's like how I get to like thinking about like really cool design clothes or like marketing campaigns or like, I don't know, like, that's, like, that's how the ideas kind of form is, like, they're just individual thoughts, and then I start piecing them together, and then usually, like, I'll start sketching, and then drawing, and then, like, picking references, and so on and so forth, like. That's a pretty raw process, and. But it's not always like that, like, sometimes I just make stuff, but, like, sometimes, sometimes shit's really fleshed out, and it takes, like, nine months for me to make a product, and sometimes it takes me, like, nine minutes, like, I don't know, like, there's real (laughs) in-between jumps. I'm into that shit, though, because, bro, I'll be scatterbrained as fuck. You feel me? And Super. a lot of times, bro, I'll have something in my mind that I, I just can't forget. See, you get it. He's so showing check me it, his so list check it. So right this, is, this is the dirty... Sh- <laughs> this is like all the mini categories and then you click a category and then like... So say it's like we pick... Uh, it's like let's pick Naptown stuff. Yeah. Or website stuff. It's like all my ideas about like upgrading the website or all my ideas about like Shopify, like things I can integrate to like make it better. Like... I just be having, like, stupid ideas at, like, 2 in the morning. And I'm like, yo, what do I do with this? You're sick, bro. You, Boom, put you're it the there. first motherfucker I've met like that, bro. Because it's kind of disgusting how I use these notes apps, bro. Like, the notes app, 
I got this app called Tick Tick that I use for <laughs> for for uh my to do list, and then the, my reminders app is absolutely disgusting, bro. And it's just like, but it's also like, bro, I'm running like like eight different things. You feel? And then on my iPad, I got this app. I think it's, I forget what the fuck it's called, but uh, I can use it as like a like a notebook. Mm. And bro. Pages and pages and pages Because I, I get tired of using paper all the time Bro, I'm not even going to lie I hate when paper gets folded and ripped up And uh, ink be putting Ended up on other pages and shit like that Bro, yep. that shit bugs me out uh, I really like being able to uh, Delete shit Instead of having to erase it or deal with it Or scribble it out, you know what I mean But um, yeah man, like Organizing my ideas be difficult And shout out to the cell phone If you, if you could see my motherfucking Matter of fact my voice memos, bro. This oh, you is be doing oh yeah, that's it. That's it. Bro. See, that's what my notes and this app is after looks like. I broke my phone. <laughs> Do you just record verses in it? I bro, freestyles out the ass, um, flows, um, concepts, ideas, just like I'm always bro, we was just in this bitch and I was like the homie was making a beat. And I swear I freestyled like for about four hours straight. Like just freestyling for some like shit be speaking through me, and I just get mm. a bunch of flows. They might not make sense, but the mm. flows be godly, and I can't lose them. You feel me? Mm. So somebody got to document that shit. I always tell people like, don't be a slave to the phone. Make it yours. Like man, this like, phone's my bitch. Exactly. <laughs> they got this dope app. It's called Adobe Capture, and it makes you know what a vector is. Yeah. It makes a full. Ve- it makes all these other things, but like it makes vectors out of anything you point the camera at. Oh shit! So I'd be going out like in real life and be stealing like visuals like all the time. Like that's like I just so on a day to day. Like if I see signage or text or anything, like that's like I take that stuff, screenshot it, and then when I get to work, it's on my cloud, and I just be like, bloop, 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 bloop. Hell I yeah. make stuff. Like I fuck with that, bro. Bro, you a cool motherfucker, man. All right, so boom. Uh, getting you know. So, what is your favorite type of art to make? Because uh, you know, I see you do all these different things. You was just showing me a sketchbook a little bit ago. Uh, you were showing me all the digital art you make, and uh, I always love to see the the graffiti shit. Do you, is that you doing that shit? So, yeah. which which one is your favorite? Like, uh, like your go to, or matter of fact, how in what order did you start getting into each one of those things? Um, is that is that difficult? No, no, I could definitely place it all. So, like drawing. Drawing and painting comes first, like on like materials, like mm-hmm. on canvases, whatever, whatever, paper, all that stuff. Yeah. Then comes skateboarding. Then comes graffiti, like not too far after. And then comes like clothes is last. Clothes, like, clothes is, last. is last. But like clothes is always like present. Like my parents, it's really funny because like we grew up on the horse farm and like I hated it growing up but i love it now like my parents always had me in like polo stuff Mm -hmm. i got all these baby photos of me in like these fly (laughs) ass puffer jackets and stuff and i want to know where they're at but they're long gone and like we had carhartt and all this stuff because it's farm wear like yeah it's just stuff that we would wear on horse farm and like you know it was always present in my life like that like that sensibility of like having good taste in clothes but like i didn't know it until later when it was like very apparent to me that like I could pick things very easily going out to anywhere, going to a thrift store, going to whatever. And then being like other people would be like, Oh, you got good style. And it's like, word, like, yeah. So like I ended up coming into clothes cause I feel like I always wanted to do it, but I didn't know like coming from Indiana that like you could do clothes. For like, sure. No one ever like, 
it was funny like screen printing was around me but i didn't even pick it up here like mm. my mom sewed like we had sewing machines and stuff growing up but like i just didn't think about it it was like that's not what you do like i yeah. make art so like i do all these other things but that's like kind of how it went but i think for me it's like clothing for sure like all the other things like art is like the like the king the top painting like painting is like the top but like from there like it just informs everything else that i do mm -hmm. so like i think what everybody likes whenever i make like a skate video or I take photos or like I'm making clothes is because of all these things I learned through painting. Like I learned composition, I learned color, I learned theory, like line, weight, dot, dash, all these like micro like terms about making art. Like I learned that in painting and drawing first. And then like everything that came out from that is like what made like that's what i like to do with all that stuff kind of very that make interesting sense? you know no, what i mean it's it, like that's it what totally I like. makes 100 sense I, i'm glad you got that thought out because that, that actually you know is very interesting uh and i like to you know think watching you screen print shit you know what i mean on, on your page just you painting on clothes yeah <laughs> essentially but um when did you get into graffiti uh, probably when I was like 15 yeah but it wasn't really like graffiti I just started like doing stencils and like little stupid shit mm -hmm. so I used to like spray stuff around like where I lived at and fishers and other little things like I didn't have a name or anything I just like spraying shit and then cause like growing up on a farm there's always spray paint there's always spray paint like cause <laughs> we got like mad big like mechanical tools and other things so there's always like paint to repaint stuff and like my dad didn't care he's like just go out in the backyard I wasn't like graffitiing. I was just being a kid, like yeah, holding the brain shit. Can't mad stupid, like just spraying <laughs> logs, blue and orange, like you know what I mean? Like, but I just ended up doing it later on and then I figured out how to do stencils. I was doing like skateboard um grip tape art. So I was like doing a lot of like stencils for that. I got into like selling my stuff at the like rise back when it was in Carmel. Yeah. And then like um yeah, man, it's, like, from there, like, I just, like, really started liking using cans. And then, like, you just start getting ballsy. And then, For like, sure. you, like, I don't know, like, it just starts hitting. Like You just be out, you always got the book bag on you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. And, like, it's kind of like skateboarding in this way where it's, like, once I was in the world and I liked it a lot, like, it started finding me. Mm. Like, people started finding me within it. And, like, people started putting me on. People started, tra like, teaching me, like, taking me to train yards and, like, just showing me all that shit like that whole other like bro there's a whole other world in graffiti that the rest of the world doesn't know about and like i don't want to pull the veil too far because yeah. i know people like would feel it's some type some of way about that shit. with thin yeah. graph but like um it's really deep like the rabbit hole is deep and like if people really fuck with you and they like take you down the rabbit hole with you like it's crazy and like the shit that i've seen that's like opened my eyes from graffiti like whether that's in new york or Cincy, or Andy, or overseas, like, just people, like, like, I've seen a lot of crazy, like, motherfuckers on earth, like, people who drive race cars, but graffiti people are fucking nuts, yeah. like, they're incredibly crazy, like, yeah. there's people in South America who climb, like, full buildings, like, facades, That's just flat, incredible, bro. Flat. That's just fucking ridiculous. And they go all the way up with one can, and they write their whole name all the way up the side of a pipe. It's crazy. So... It's crazy. And that, it's a, it's another world. It's a bunch of artists that I'm cool with. It's a bunch of motherfuckers I'm cool with that I never knew were amazing artists until, like, I decided to follow them on Gram or some shit. And I was just like, what the fuck, bro? Like, why didn't you tell me this shit, you know? Yeah. But I know, like, here, 
there's a, a strange relationship between this damn city and uh you know street art you know like just recently they painted over this alleyway or something with a bunch of street art in it and uh, people were shitty about it you know what i mean there's a there's this lady that came through that was putting up uh murals everywhere and it was pissing everybody off and shit you know what i mean so yeah. but i always like people who like it and respect it and you know shit like that uh one day i'm gonna get a motherfucker on here that's 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 the whole shit and i want to talk a little bit about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah man like it's 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 a really sick fucking world that i'm like lucky as fuck to be a part of yeah do you have any I favorite feel, artists i don't feel like i'm like the dopest by any means like i know cats Fucking crazy, bro. I mean, motherfuckers, crazy. Is, motherfuckers is out here really channeling. Yo, shout out, <laughs> shout out, MT, shout out, Slee, shout out, and and big up to them peoples. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite artist, like uh, uh, any any art medium, like over overall? Yeah, just Oof. any favorites. Hmm. Let me like think on that for a hot sec. I'm gonna say. Only person I've ever really been in love with, like Stan Lee. You feel me? Man, like I said it earlier, but like I've, Ralph Lauren, like yeah. Ralph Lauren, like as far as fashion, I'm trying to think of like a couple different ones that like from like different like sectors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doom died, so like R.I.P. Doom. Like Rest Doom, in peace Doom's probably Doom. my favorite hip hop ever, mm-hmm. like hip hop artist. Um, as far as graph goes, I'd probably say like. <sighs> If I said wrong person, <laughs> you could do a top. You could do a top. Like, give me three or something. Um, honestly, just because I'm like living in New York right now, I just really fuck with Flash. Mm-hmm. Like that dude's really sick. He's really just going crazy. And then yeah, um, as far as like painters, Paint I like is tough. I like Alex Katz. Yeah, I was looking at a Max Ernst books this morning. That dude's like really old. He's dead. He's long dead. Yeah. Like really crazy, crazy stuff. Um, I have to look it up. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's what's up, though. That's a cool, that's a cool, you feel me? It's like I'm on the grill spot a little yeah, bit. Nah, I, can't, well, I can't think of anything it's right tough. now. I'll it's circle tough. back to that. You know, later on, you think about this shit and you'll be like, fuck. Fuck, I should have named it. Yeah, nah, but I don't know. I like to see, you know, just, just hear about new shit like that. I'm going to go look at shit up on my own time. You know what I mean? Um, but getting to Naptown Collective, the brand. Um, when did you start this clothing line? So, I didn't make clothes until um, I want to say it was like 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. But I'm I coined the term and made the first iteration of the logo in 2012. 2012. Like I said, I was doing grip tape art, so I was like skateboarding, skating with the homies came first, painting grip going on trips, like, shooting photos, doing all that stuff was first, like... So, originally, it was just a thing. Yeah, it was, like, it was, like, a way to, like, like, bring, like, the crew together, like, bring the boys together kind of thing. And then, like, as I began to develop it and, like, figure out what it was, I was, like, running the Tumblr and these, like, really early, like, iterations of it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Putting out the art, like I kind of figured out that like I wanted to make products in a way. Like I didn't really know that yet, but I knew that like I was making grip, and then I made like coasters, and then like I figured out how to get in because I was going to school. I figured out how to do screen printing. Like uh, shout out Matt Taylor, that's the dude who put me into like printmaking. Like I learned how to do that, and then from there it was kind of like I was saying earlier. I just went like ham 
and like there wasn't even really like a t-shirt setup at my school i kind of just like ghetto rigged it and yeah. like figured it out and then um what was the first thing that you made uh i was like a it was a t-shirt it was a one color little crest logo on the front and then the back it was like a dude sleeping and he had a, i actually had this the sketch still with me. It's like a, it's like a dude sleeping. He's having a nightmare about like a skate stopper, <laughs> like a knob, like getting on a ledge. Yeah. And like, it was like me just playing on like the words, like Naptown, like, like people sleeping on us. Like it always being like a quiet city. Cause like when I was growing up here, like, it, I mean, like it is what it is now, but like when I was really in Noblesville, there wasn't nobody out there. It was fields, bro. Like bet, there was bro. nothing. So That's it was like, sounds fucking different <laughs> so like when when like even indie though was like fishers didn't really exist carmel didn't really exist like none of this stuff was really here so it was like when i came up like indie had like a different tinge to it like yeah. you know what i mean like so i always enjoyed like the the name Naptown and just the underdog nature of it because to me it kind of felt like it already had like a bruised cheek to it it was kind of like word yeah. like and then i feel like all the stuff that followed when i grew up like the Ron Artest era and all that stuff. Like, I was a little kid for all that. Like, so I watched all that stuff on the news. Like, like I just felt like Naptown had this very much, like, it was like, everybody has this weird, like, kind of perception about it. But, like, the people who, like, really put on, like, really put on for the city. And, like, I've always appreciated that. Like, I love this place, bro. All the people who came here who did great stuff, like, they really, like, showed the world, like, what we got. And, like... Yeah that's kind of what like drew me to that term and like drew me to that. I like that. As, I like, like the brand ethos, like your word. brand and nap or nothing. The, the maxi. Yeah, exactly. That's just hard, yeah. bro. It's, and, and honestly, bro, it's, it's such a, uh, an incredible place to be, um, just, just know everybody and, and be involved with the, you know, the communities out here, all of the communities out here are fucking tight. You know what I mean? I always read forever, you know, I'm from Fort Wayne. And Fort Wayne feels like a, a totally different world <laughs> from here, which I can imagine like anywhere outside of Indianapolis probably just feels like a different place. You feel me? But yeah. like when I moved here, it was like incredible to me. You know, it felt like I moved to fucking Chicago or something cool, you know? It's so crazy. Like, like I always remember all times coming downtown as a kid, like vividly. Like- yeah. We would visit this motherfucker like it was a vacation or something. <laughs> Yo, like we would, I remember just like being a kid growing up skating and just like coming down here and being like, I don't know where we're at. We don't know where we're at. We're just going to park and just mm-hmm. skate around. Like, like it was always, to me, like there's a lot of different cool things going on, but like I would rather just kind of putz around down here as far as I was concerned. Like, so. For sure. Like, it was cool, like, when, like, different, like, I remember, like, when they put the, like, Rise had a downtown location and just stuff like that. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know, like, it wasn't, like, w- we did Indy 500 forever, like, me and my dad. And, like, it was just crazy to, like, watch that grow, too. You know I what I mean? I still haven't like, been to fin- one of those. Yo, bro. you got to go. What? I, know, I still what? ain't done that shit, bro. It is funny what? as hell. Cause, Yo. Bro, it was, like, You know Tubbs, right, too? Yeah. Yeah. So you got to go with him. Because, like, if you don't go with him, then you're not even going to get, like, an authentic <laughs> experience. Like, you need, like, a real Indiana person who's been to, a, like, at least five to I go do. with you. Because they're going to take you on the real experience of, like, going to the track. My man's, uh, my man's Oreo, he been trying to tell me for years. It was, like, some special Indy 500, like, 
four years ago or something like that. Where, yeah. And I didn't even like know it was about to happen. And motherfuckers were like, bro, what's wrong with you, bro? I was like, I didn't know. I'm in Draco world. It's different. I don't know. That's a, like, I've been to a lot of wild concerts, festivals, all that Shows stuff. Shows out here be slapping. Indy 5 brings out different, like, beasts. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> different people. <laughs> Yo, monsters. Like, it's so much fun to see the shenanigans that go on around Speedway for like it's a solid week like three days up that day and then like a couple days afterwards yeah it's just like people partying the whole time I'm gonna fuck with it man I, I'll fuck with it do it happen every year? yeah but you know this COVID it's like kind of screwed it up so once it gets it. back on track like but you know what i can't say that i don't know maybe it was fine this year i wasn't here so i'm you know whatever who knows you know what i mean all right all right all right but boom so do you remember ever making as far as the clothes go again do you ever remember making your first sale you know i was thinking about this i don't think i remember that i yeah. think i remember like the first time a bunch of people either randomly or like friends that I didn't expect were all like, yeah, I'll get one. Like, and they were all like, yeah, I'll get one at once. And I was like, yo, that's four people. <laughs> that's like six shirts or something like that. But, um, I think for me, like the, the humbling moment is when it's like random people from random places that I'm like, I don't know, so-and-so in Oregon or Arkansas or like, I've never been there or like stuff like that. Like, cause like I love India and I love everybody who like cops for me. Like, from here like mad respect like you're really like helping me keep it alive and push it and grow it but like the craziest thing is when some random from nowhere it's always nuts you're like what like i just want to know how you got turned on i don't even like you know what i mean i finally dropped merch bro yeah and like when i sent my merch out bro i was sending it all over the fucking u.s bro that shit was fried and i was like like, humbling man you're like someone in so-and-so somewhere is like fucking with my shit like that's tight like it's fucking raw it's about to go out like i always think about it that's why i say like the collective's bigger than me it's like it's about to go out there Mm -hmm. it's about to go live a life and it says nap town on it yo (laughs) spreading spreading it um so boom so let's see what's the next question i got this stupid long ass list with all these dashes in front of me uh so when you screen print shit yourself i know you learned it while you were in school right Mm -hmm. but um have you always been doing it yourself? Um, yeah, yeah, like a lot. What's that process like? Well, I mean, like, not all the clothes I, I'll say this, not all clothes I make are by me, like, mm-hmm. because I can't possibly always do that. So, like, sometimes homies help me print or pack or tag or do all that other stuff. Yeah. So, I'm never going to take credit for that stuff. But, um, like, when it comes to printing, printing for the most part, yeah, there's some other processes like direct to garment or like, I've, maybe done like one or two shirts on like an automatic press mm-hmm. which is like larger but that's only for like specific amounts of colors or like quantities mm-hmm. so i don't really like get into that because like i don't have like n- the brand demand is good but like i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and be like i've made a shirt that sold ten thousand units or something like or like four thousand units or whatever of a design like yeah that's a dream but like i'm kind of the guy who like when i run my stuff if it sells out i like let it sell out i don't like keep bringing it back like i like that's, that that's not a popular like like mantra like people don't like that they'll be like yeah that one was really cool and like i could like i know there's some things where it's like i could just keep 
pushing it in perpetuity, but I kind of like to just like let it live, let it die, and then ice it. If it comes back, it comes back. Like yeah. if I really fuck with it in five years, you're gonna see a retro or something. Like I'll make another one if I actually really like want to see it or other people like have asked me enough over the time where I'm like, word, that's kind of in the zeitgeist or the mainstream. Like I should reevaluate it. But, Is there um, anything you're in love with in, in that in that way to where you're like you don't you haven't wanted to let it go? What do you mean? Like as far as like designs and shit, like uh, I don't know. I I like to fall in love with certain uh, uh procedures and concepts and shit like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But also like after making music for so long and just always just throwing it out there and forgetting the words and shit like that. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, easily I'll just get over it. But then when it comes to art, I just I don't know. I just love shit so much that like. I've been using my same logo uh, and wanting to keep dropping them logo tees forever. You know what I mean? Even well, though I need new shit. But. The, the logo stuff, like, so I, I feel like I take it two ways. The logo stuff always has to be there. The logo or the mark, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, so I do the tag. I have the circle logo. Like, the circle logo is, like, obviously the most, like, used. Like, this is the main logo. But I have, like, a couple, like, sub-logo kind of things. Um, and then I kind of, like, hit refresh on them every, like, year or so and for try sure. to put out like logo where because a it's good for the brand and b because people want it and they like it and like i like that i can offer that stuff at a little bit less of a price than um putting out like a graphic tee yeah but, like when it comes to graphic tee i kind of think about it like art where it's like i'm making this run of it i'm making this version of it this um quantity of it and then like that's it y'all like so I'm when you make on shit, to the next idea do you this. make a certain amount of shit and then sell it or do you try to get orders for shit and then make it like no i always I always make before and then do after a little bit lately though i will say that the demand has been there that um i have had to understock things and then print on demand yeah which i have the freedom to do because i own my own shop and i print all my own stuff fuck yeah um because that's like the thing with racks is like we run on separate like client-based screen printing services company so i'm like doing that and then like running the brand so, so it's tell like, me about the shop bro what, uh how did you acquire it what what did you have to do to get it up and running <clears throat> so it's just like a really beautiful story like <laughs> like uh i moved to new york and then i was working for a guy in queens i was doing a full-time print job out there and then i won the complex thing through racks let's talk about that yeah so i was like doing i'm i met him i met him and like it was just on the street and we were chopping it up and it was like word i'm doing this like uh show for complex like i think you should send some stuff i'd sent him something like a long time ago because mm-hmm. like i said i already fuck with the dude like he's cool like i've seen him on youtube on co- doing complex shit because i like complex i like everything they do so yeah. i've seen him a few times and when i saw that shit i was like oh shit that's you say, what's up you say from ohio i'm like oh word he's bro yeah. so he's like yeah i got this thing send send some stuff in send some stuff in well i'm all branded crazy so like i already had but i was like word put a box together send that thing over like had a logo on it well like it got on the show like the pilot and then like complex emailed me is like uh do you like wanna well i guess i sent more stuff in and then it got on like the episode after the pilot and then they emailed me and they were like yeah you made it to like the runner-up like you know send us all your legal info like da 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 and then we're gonna do a final show and then they did the final show and they ended up picking me that's hard and it was based on like a lot of different factors but essentially it came down to like like the brand's like ability to like be 
like professional. Like I had to produce a product for them because we were going to sell like stuff in their web store. And mm-hmm. then it also had to like, it had to be good product. Like people had to actually like it. Like it had to have a universal nature to it that like, yeah, I saw him people, rate it all. In. Yeah. Yeah. He had I like a whole rating scale. system. Like, nice. and, and, um, like, yeah, I'm, I'm blessed. They picked me. It worked out. And then through that, like we really like got to start knowing each other. And then, um, I got opened up to an opportunity because he had been working at a screen print shop over there that I was actually familiar with already. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was like, he wasn't like working for them. He was just like doing his stuff there. And then in the building, coincidentally on the same floor, this other guy moved out this whole warehouse floor has been there like vacant for a year. So like him racks and like a couple of his friends got together and they're like, let's just split the floor and then subdivide it. Like literally like this place, like let's just get the blank space and then chop it up. And then everybody pays their separate rent and you run whatever business you want to run. And I'm going to run my business. So homie, homie does like a video business. The other dude does like an event space business. And then we run screen printing. So it's like, Rax brought me in because he's already got all these like people in New York that he's linked in with who need work made, who need merchandise made, who need their lines made. And like, I already know how to do all that stuff. Like I'd already been working for myself, like running a shop in Cincy. And then when I left Cincy, I like shut it down and like went back to work for someone else because I wanted to get better, man. Like I wasn't that great. Like I was good, but I wasn't like, I knew I was like rough around the edges kind of thing. What'd you have to get better at? Just like... And I'll say this for all the young kids listening. Like, don't be afraid to just be like, yeah, like, I think I'm hot shit, but, like, I'm not hot shit. Like, I do that to myself like, all the time. all the time, yeah. Like, I, when I moved to New York, I basically knew that, like, I had I was, I was about to level up. Like, I was about to seriously level up. But in a part of that leveling up, I was about to break. Like, you know what I mean? It's like the yeah. boot camp thing. It's like, we're going to kill you. <laughs> and then we're going to make you better. But we're going to kill you first. Yeah, kind of thing. So for sure. It was kind of like that. And, like, I needed to get better at, like, speed skill like i didn't know like some more complex print techniques i didn't know how to like layer colors i didn't know how to like do production really in like uh, a fast-paced environment so Mm -hmm. like i was doing this stuff like pre-pandemic so it was like the world was on on you know like definitely and, and, and that like that really like pressure cooked me and made me better so that like when i went back to open up a shop again like part two kind of thing um i was in a way better place like professionally and as a mature artist to be like word like i feel like i can take whatever pressure i'm gonna about i'm gonna get thrown yeah because like i'm i'm much more like mature in this process of printmaking or running a business or like making people's merchandise which is essentially like what what i get paid to do now which is so now you just running shit and like motherfuckers is, is getting shit done through you and shit like that yeah it's like it's it's dope to be at a place where people appreciate me for like what I have to offer as like a creator, yeah. like I can make your merchandise and like, not just like I can make it physically, like I design it. I know how to put it into production terms. Like I know how to make it. So it gets manufactured. It's like kind of what we were talking about with music. It's like anybody can make music, but then like there's, there's more complex levels to things when you start getting into like streaming or mm-hmm. making like, so it's like you, you have to know how to make the, the, the product 
for those kind of like end goals. And I like how hands on you are with it. I mean, that's one of the uh, another thing that, you know, draws me to it is just like I know that you're doing that shit. Uh, with your hands and your brain and, and you know, I mean, you are the machine, you feel me? And that's just something I admire just being that type of person myself, you know what I mean? So, uh, but that's what's up. So, question, if I was to have just the MPs, let's say this spot that we in right now is mm. all mine, nothing's mm. in it yet, what do I have to do to get it to be an up and running uh, print shop? First, you gotta have some bread stacked aside because sure. print stuff is, that's not expensive. Like I know that shit ain't cheap. But it's not cheap. But um, I would always tell people, like, I bought my stuff used. Mm. Um, But, like, anybody who's buying a used car, you got to know, like, what you're looking for. So, like, uh, if you got a friend who's ever done it, like, pay them 150 bucks, consult them, and, like, have them come with you or something. But, like, um, yeah, I bought all my stuff used. Like, it's really not, like, a hard business to open. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, like, I could tell, like, Pretty much anybody under the sun who's graduated high school, you could run a print shop business. All you really need is the is the the big rotating thingy, right? Yeah, and the t shirt, the t shirt spindle. But I mean, like, you need a lot more parts for sure. For sure, you need a lot more parts. Than yeah. That. But like, um, you can start. I always tell people like this: you can start at a very baseline level with printmaking. Like we're selling these kits. They're called like DIY home production kits. I love that. And it's just like the screen. With all like the basic necessities of how you can print at home. Mm-hmm. But essentially it's to like kind of break people, like break the ice for people, mm-hmm. like to printmaking, because printmaking is a very DIY practice. You can do it pretty much anywhere. Um, obviously, better uh environments produce better results yeah. as far as like equipment, but um it is something that's like possible to snowball. And mm-hmm. I think that's like a really interesting concept creatively for business people because there's not a lot of like avenues for creative people like that as far as like putting a very little investment into something and just like really sticking with it over time and watching it like accrue. Yeah. Um, and that's like the thing for me is like I went to school for painting and I want to spend the rest of my life making art, but I got to pay my bills. So got at to. the end of the day, like making clothes and producing like apparel for people is like my gift to the world. You know what I mean? And like, that's what I can do that people value as a service. And I've just been able to figure out a way to like pimp it to like my, like, you know what I mean? Making it your bitch. (laughs) So like it's, it's one of the most difficult things for me to do is uh, figure out what I want to print on. Uh, so you know what I mean I know I don't like um, Like You know When you're making hoodies And, mm-hmm. and you want it to fit Kind of long You don't want it to constrict Or, or lift up If somebody puts their arms In the air And shit mm-hmm. like that You know what I mean And mm-hmm. like uh, I don't like the gilding Fit Yeah Like everything has to feel You know Fit well uh, And then t-shirt wise You know what I mean You don't want shit to like Shrink on people And shit like that mm-hmm. Have you had issues With you know What you bought And it not working out well Yeah I've switched a lot Over the years mm-hmm. But I have like Some tried and true stuff Now that I use Nice I just say like um, I think everybody's Brand's different And I think everybody's Brand's values Different things um, I think I make Incredibly Heavy weight And more premium hoodies But my t-shirts I would say Are more on the Affordable end yeah. I don't think they're like the most expensive shirt. I could charge more and I could make them out of more expensive materials. And sometimes I make like nicer graphics out of like more premium, like 
cuts or like um like just like fabrics but uh, i i kind of like to stick when it comes to the tees as far as graphically i like to stick to like some more american kind of boxier stuff Mm -hmm. that isn't maybe so like loving out the box so like it is a little bit like not like rough, rough, but like it you it gets better as you wash it and as you like dry it. And I like, like that's, shit like that. That's how I like my stuff because like I really beat the living hell out of everything I own. Like yeah. as an artist, like I've long since like done away with feeling some type of way about getting ink or paint or anything extraneous on my clothes. For like, sure, like an emulsion and like dude, screen printing stuff is like the worst. Of I the mean, worst. my closest friend does tattoos all the time. <laughs> Always just wearing the same shit because it's just you. You fuck around, you get ink all over yourself and shit like that. You're like fuck it, you know. And then too, I do like I like Carhartt. Carhartt's like my favorite brand ever. But the shirts, bro, I can wear them shirts forever, and and they just always just feel great when I put them on. You know what I mean? They don't really. If anything, I might end up with like I'll be in all black and have like seven different shades of black on, but I don't give a shit. You know, I like to be comfortable or whatever. Uh, but yeah. No, I, I like that because, like, um, Carhartt's, like, that's a favorite, like, brand-wise for me. It's tight, bro. They 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 make good quality shit, you know? And I feel like, uh, you know, it, a lot of the fat homies, <laughs> you feel me, who wear that shit all Yo, the time. Yo, this sizing is wild. Yeah, they get crazy. the only brand that I wear medium in. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But, like, I I like to wear, I, I be needing to wear XLs, and I can put on a large in these motherfuckers, and it'll be perfect, Boom, bro. Man. Huge, bro. Yeah, I fuck with it. But also, like, I like lifestyle brands. You know what I mean? Uh, they when I was know, first they know shit, like, how to create, like, like um, narrative. Yeah. I think that's something that I'm drawn to in, like, polo, too, which mm-hmm. is narrative, which is um, just the idea that, like, a brand has actual like responsibility as far as like what they're like marketing. Mm-hmm. So, um, Carhartt's always just been dope because like they supported shit from the rip. Carhartt has American, they have like European Carhartt, which is like a part of the same family, but not the same company. Yeah. Like, and like when I did some like exchange shit when I was in high school, I went over to France and I got like exposed to all that, like the whole different Carhartt brand. And like they fuck with graffiti over there. They fuck with like skateboarding. They have like a BMX team. Like that's hard. It's mad random. Like they have like, I don't think it's, yeah, they got like snowboarders and photographers and shit on their team. It's like, this is like in the early 2000s. Like I'm sure they're still doing it because it's Carhartt work in progress. But like, but work in progress is crazy though. I feel like they be taxing like a motherfucker on that shit. I have yet to buy do. any of that bullshit. But, but, <laughs> shout out to them though. I want to model for them or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, what I like about them is those that like they, they really create like that story. Yeah. And like, um, it's funny because they definitely were selling to people like lumberjacks and like people like my mom, like, hauling horses and for sure but you know like be that's on where i'm talking about i'm doing car hard shit right now he be he be out actually doing shit dirty shit he be getting it he be putting in work real work you know i be wearing this shit because i'm fat <laughs> nah but look and it's uh, fly as fuck and it's fly i like uh that you be dropping other shit too though besides shirts and hoodies and shit you know what i mean you be having hats uh you work with that bad company uh you know the, the the grinders, the 3D printed 3D shit. Printing did shit. you 3D? Was that your shit? Like, or did you like work with somebody else to get that? Done? Uh, I got put onto a dude in California who owns a bunch of machines, mm-hmm. and um, he he designs it. He does it in these programs, and then um, 
yeah, the fucking printer makes it. This shit is mind-blowing to me, but... It is mind-blowing. Um, My nigga Jaren 3D printed some shit, and I was confused. Shout out Jaren Braxton. Shout out John Letta, nigga. He's bro, awesome. I love you, bro, if you hear me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the first person I seen. Uh, I don't know if he 3D printed it or what he did, but he showed me some shit that was 3D printed, and I was like, what the fuck? That shit's incredible. It's the wave, man. It's not... I don't want to say it's going to be in everybody's house in 20 years, because I can't, like... Whatever people said that in like the nineties about people video phoning, but now they're finally doing it. But 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 it's wild, man. Motherfuckers out it here, motherfuckers putting guns things, together, things ARs and shit. Yeah. yeah, man, you can just buy one part and then print the other. Yeah, I like that. I need to get into it at some point. I just think it's crazy. Like, imagine if you think about it universally. Imagine if everybody had one. Like, we would not need so much. Like, it, first off, it'd be fried because there's a bunch of unnecessary plastics being melted and it'd shit. It'd be a but, lot of bullshit. But, and then- <laughs> but, hear me out. Hear me out. Bro, you can make tools any time of the day. Like, as long as you can 3D design them, boom. But imagine if everybody practice. started learning how to design shit and, like, really do practical shit because the average person really doesn't never have to learn how to do anything. If, you know what I mean? Like, not like back in the day when motherfuckers had to make their own tools all day and shit. Like, that's hard. Like, this gets made overseas, but like... That's hard. He got this This is what I'm saying. Like, this is like 3D stuff. Like, this is is that future where it's like, you can do this. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. I was trying to get my little brother to get into Blender because I was in Blender fucking around. Uh, That 3D art shit is like the next thing I want to learn. I just need to build a PC, though, because my laptop was choking. Uh, The render times is embarrassing. My I knew these dudes in Cincy, and they had a full... I can't remember what the VR is called. It's a crazy Oculus. I have a, yeah, they have a full yeah, yeah. one, but with a built computer. That's hard. And they had the the beam, like the beacon thing, so you could set a whole room up as the VR room and then That's walk weird. around with the thing. Yeah. First off, if you've ever been in VR like that, like the full immersive goggle set, it's kind of intoxicating. Like when you come out of it, you're like, whoa. I wouldn't want to. I don't want to do but, that shit, but, bro. Because yo, get... they have like graph painting programs and like other things and it's so real bro i seen a nigga it's so on, uh, real bro it's i seen crazy. a nigga on, on uh on instagram that was like virtually Pain. painting the wall or some yeah. shit bro this shit was hard bro. yeah man that's crazy but you can do like um all that stuff that people would be doing in blender people be like building actual sculptures in vr programs in yeah. real space like I had a buddy and yeah, he was in Cincy and he was doing he was doing graph stuff and he was also doing like just like sculptures, like building fully immersive like three D sculptures that you could like walk through in VR. That's incredible. Yeah. That's some wild shit. That's the shit that's the type of shit motherfuckers getting paid millions of dollars on them VST sites and shit. Uh God damn, dude. That's like when the future all, so is retarded. That's why, like, when all this NFT and crypto stuff started popping this year, I was like, oh, word. Like, I get it. Because, yeah. like, that VR thing was, like, so. Like, I was like, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, word. This is wild, but this is the future. Yeah. Like, this is fucking wild. But Did I say VSTs or NFTs? You said VSTs. <laughs> I'm, I'm confusing hey, my okay. art all shit these, with my music shit. All these terms shit. are new to everybody. The VST shit is some is some is some music shit. So <laughs> I'm just my brain today. Uh, all right. So boom. After all that shit, you mean you've been going crazy? Your shit's been going nuts. Uh, what's the last thing you dropped? Was your last drop the 420 drop? Yeah, 420 stuff. I got stuff I'm working on for summer. Like this stuff, this stuff. Like that's already done. Crazy. I'm just yeah. like waiting on like I gotta go back and shoot lookbooks and yeah. like do it proper. Like because I gotta push it all. So hell yeah. Um, I got a lot of stuff coming out. Like probably in the next month or so. But I'm basically gearing up to put out the skate video next. So Phoenix comes first. Mm. That's the video. That's and the then, video. Who's um, gonna be in it? 
man, so many fools. A bunch of people from uh, a bunch of people, a bunch of homies from uh, upstate. So Justin Grenoziak, Nate Grenoziak, Tyler Steyer, um, uh, Luke Miles got some clips. Shout out to my boy. Yeah, I love him. Um. Yeah, man. I I could read off the list, but it's like thirty. Yeah, it's like to say, 30 I know it's gotta be a that's long escape video. I was going to ask you to uh, shout yeah, out yeah, your yeah. favorite, your peoples and shit. The homies, like, the homies. We'll be sitting yeah. here all day. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we're gonna do that, and then um, uh, that's gonna come out. I got the DVD to go out with that, and then uh, I'll put out the next line with that, Fuck or yeah. like following that. So, what's your process when you when you get ready to make shit? Like, do you, you got like a group of designs that waiting, or do you wait till you got like a whole lot for this? section of the year like um it's different for like i definitely would say that i I, i'm thinking more seasonally now Mm -hmm. i I didn't think so seasonally in the past i definitely just kind of like did did it whenever i did it um but now i'm a little bit more like aware of like what's coming so like i can get prepared as far as production because i know how long things take so um definitely I, I, I have ideas for things and then I get ready for them, whether that's a year or six months in advance. But sometimes like I really just like uh, I hate to say like Pinterest board it out, but I just kind of do stuff like that where like I, I put stuff on the wall mm-hmm. and then like I start like putting references and then I can see like maybe what time of year it would make sense for. And then I start like forming collections around that. Yeah. I have a lot of stuff, honestly, that like, um, like a year will come and go, like I said, and like I'll miss the time window and I'll just pack it for the next year. And then so by the time everybody sees it, it's like a much more fleshed out idea because I've like kind of sat on it for a year. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it just like really depends on like what's kind of coming together visually as far as like the body, because I like to put things out in collections. Like I don't like things to be super random. Like sometimes I'm okay if there's like outlier pieces or items, like kind of left field things and maybe throw people, but like, I don't want it to be super random. Mm-hmm. So um, there's definitely like a linear like concept or like a thought every time I put a collection out that I'm trying to like, flesh out and then I kind of move on I like that when you collabed uh, with the, with that bad company to work on those what was that like uh, I forget who who, the, who it was uh, I meant B- to write BQE it down BQE Bags yeah yeah so that's my that's my homie in um, in New York shout out Joe um, Joe makes bags he's been making he's an old skater actually too mm-hmm. uh, he skates he shreds um, he's been making bags and uh he did a lot of different stuff with a lot of different people. And I just wanted to like really, really like reuse things. Mm. So like, I didn't want to like buy a bunch of new fabric or anything just because like, I'd be going to these thrift stores and like, there's so much stuff that like, how do I put it? Um, I can't wear it. I can't really sell it or flip it or do anything like that. But like, I also can't like throw it out because it's just like too cool. So like I was collecting at this time, like these like size 48, like uber fat man pants yeah but they were all brand new carhartt jeans that had never been worn and i was just like kind of in awe about the amount of material these things had i was like this is a ridiculous like this is a this is a full child's blanket worth mm-hmm. of carhartt and um i was like this is a brand that like has a real like tie to me as like a person like i have my mom has my baby Carhartt, like onesie <laughs> that like she put me in when we would go to the farm in the winter and it would be like cold, yeah. like brick. So 
she you know like that that whole brand like really means something to me and just like the like i said like they adopted graffiti like that stuff like that like really pushed me in that direction to like understand making clothes and like understanding a brand and understanding like how to tell stories and like i want like i wanted to bring that about in my own way like i wanted to make carhartt but like carhartt's not gonna probably like recognize me at this point yet in my like brand's trajectory so that would yet, be yet. that would be super See, I said fucking yet. tight though. I said yet. that would be so, hard as fuck ain't so, gonna lie like I wanted to like this like I want to do something that like if this is what I could do with them but I couldn't do it with them like this is what I would do it with them and yeah. how I would do it and so like we designed bags it's a really funny story too is like what dropped wasn't what we originally made would y'all make it first we made that stuff but listen to me <laughs> shout out USPS like New York for being like terrible and amazing at the same time someone stole it like someone stole the original package like Damn. he shipped all of them and it wasn't even that far. I feel bad. I should have just like biked and gotten it. But he shipped them from like Greenpoint, which is like North Brooklyn to where I was at in Bed-Stuy. It's like mid-Brooklyn. Yeah. Somewhere in between there. How that much was it that ganked, you lost? Bro. That was like, that's like four or $500 or something. Like it was literally, crazy. it was like half of like the whole first part of the capsule. Yeah. So we had to like hit the drawing board again. Mm -hmm. So like there's a bunch of stuff that like never even came out out that's like, crazy that's the, like i don't know where it is like it's somewhere <laughs> in new york someone somebody got, got it. that someone's shit. got you know it I mean? but like that's what i'm saying like when you did the uh the home production uh collab with rex mm -hmm. was it with rex yeah yeah i mean that's under our company like yeah. talk maker so when y'all were putting those out i know like the, the screens had it mm -hmm. uh your designs and shit on mm -hmm. it but like what was the process of putting that together um just like as a print maker like other people have done these things. Like we're not. I'm not gonna sit here and say like I'm the pioneer of the print kit. Like I've I'm never not. seen that before. Like, other so people have that's done, pretty tight. Other people have done print kits, but like in my opinion, the print kits are kind of like they're kind of like uh, you ever seen those like how to do something for dummies book. It's yeah. like that. It's like they like give you like all this stuff that's like kind of what an industry standard is, but not really. It's kind of like a cheapo discount version of it. So like I wanted to do something where it's like word like this is all the screens that I've ever used in any manual printing shop ever. This is all the ink for like water-based stuff. This is actual squeegees. Like yeah. I'm not going to give you a super <laughs> big one, but like I'm going to actually give you a real one. Yeah. So it's stuff like that where like I wanted to create like a kit for somebody at home where it's like, this is like what an actual silk screen frame and supplies and all this stuff is. And like, I want people to have like, just that it's like what I'm saying. Like I want them to break the ice. I want them to have like that material, firsthand, first time, like one-on-one -on -one experience. Because like, yes, you can make really crispy clothes with it. Yes, you can make really fine works. But you can also just like fuck around and dick off and have like a fun time and like make whatever you want and just print it however. And like you can be messy with it. And I want people to like have that experience with it. I want them to just like dive in enjoy the printmaking experience and like hopefully that leads them somewhere because whether that leads them back to me back to us to like more printmaking or just like doing like getting on youtube and like doing more research and due diligence on their own behalf like i think that's that's like important because like there were a lot of people in my life who just like put me on to stuff i didn't always do it but like they put me on to creatively to things and yeah. that like helped me and like i want to like 
be more of that voice in the community. It's, it's kind of what I was saying about like, uh, I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about like my contribution. Like exactly. I, I always want people to like think about Naptown and think about like the work that was made and be like, yeah, like that's authentic. That's real. Like, um, and like unafraid, like we're like, it's not always like the prettiest or the most perfect, but like he, they make it and they make it consistently and they put themselves in that work out there. And like, that's why uh, I, I just like think more people like, out, bro. yeah, it's like motherfuckers really just giving it all they got, you know, it's it's real. Uh, anything like uh, any companies that you would like to uh, collaborate with in the future? Anything like that stands out that you've been like, yeah, I can't wait to do that shit. It's like your dream collab. <sighs> oh, yo, I got a list. Can I, I'm going to reference this. Go for it. Right, I'm going to say first off, like, fuck the population. Ah, that's such a bro. They the shit. I've been with bro, them for Zach so long. That Zach is killing that Zach shit. Zach is like, fucking snapping, bro. I have a thing called Dream Collabs. All right. Yeah. Ball mason jars. Okay. Raw papers. Off top, I love raw papers so much. And the dude that uh, owns that company, I be watching his. Uh, I watch his oh, interviews yeah, yeah, and shit, yeah, yeah. bro. Cool ass motherfucker. Super eccentric. Bro. I only fuck with raw. I was a backwood motherfucker for the longest, just being ignorant and bro. I'm, a, I'm we on the same level here. <laughs> being ignorant. <laughs> being ignorant. Wasting <laughs> weed. <laughs> uh Clark's. Okay. Levi's jeans. Okay. OG. Uh Grippos, which is a Cincinnati barbecue chip. Bro, for those Grippos, who don't know. Bro, Grippos is essential. Uh Vans for sure. Cause yeah. I, I've been on sip on since I was like twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh Nike, but I'd only want to do dunks. SB. <laughs> I'm fucking with that. All uh, right. Uh Deluxe, which is like a distribution. Yeah. Like, so they do like anti hero, crooked skateboards, Mm -hmm. uh, all those guys. Um, Yeah, Carhartt, Given. Of course. Rizzoli Books. I'm a big reader. I like books. You like books, bro? I like books, but Rizzoli's kind of like not even a like word book. It's like the coffee table book company, but they're like fire coffee table books. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, I want to make one one day. Yeah, like That's the like archival, the archival books. Yeah, like, yeah, like fuck yeah. You seen like the Carhartt like <laughs> anthology books and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, Rizzoli does all that. Like they're the book company. That's hard. Yeah, fuck. And yeah. then Lego. Lego. Shout I ain't never Lego. had Lego, no Lego. Lego. My first love. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Lego's ill. Hell yeah. That's a nice those. list, bro. I'm fucking with it yeah. off the top. <laughs> well, shit, man. Uh, what else you got planned next immediately? So I know you said you got Phoenix, the the, the movie. When can yeah. motherfuckers uh, expect that? That's going to come out in the next month. Yeah. It's already done. It's been done for a click. Um, I've just been like, how do I put it? I've been mastering it. So I really wanted to like put out the DVD with it. It has a bonus section. So like I really took the time to like make a really cool like product because I want people to like with the skateboarding. Like I know like videos is really important to our culture. Mm-hmm. So um. I don't want to spend four to five years putting a video together and then just like slap it out and put it on YouTube. Like, yeah. I'm going to do a premiere. I'm going to have DVDs. Like, they're going to be extra stuff for people to like go home and enjoy that. Like, I'm not going to put out right away on the internet, like stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, I have that. The next line for summer. Um, Rax and I are going to be doing, doing like more uh, sneaker con conventions because they signed us. So we're going to be doing like the home production kits at the sneaker con conventions as they like tour. Yeah. Excuse me. Across the United States this year. Mm. So wherever they go, we're going. I want to meet him one day. He seemed like a cool motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have him on this, man. Come on. That'd be hard. Yeah. Come I on. Holly. Pull up to New York. Bring the mic. Bring the mic. 
Hell yeah. Come save it up to us and the pig. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I got a zine that I meant to put out like last year or the year following. It's yep. like field reports. So that's like kind of like my chronological check-in for the brand as far as like a magazine is concerned. But I've been putting out zines for uh, probably the, the last five or six years. It's like the course of the brand. Um, but um, I'm going to be putting out another one of those this year. So I already have all the content for it. I just got to sit down and like plug and chuck and get it done. Bro, finding time to get all that shit done has got to be hell, right? It's just like how I put it, like life comes up. So you got to like juggle life. So like there's a lot of things where I, I would love to put Naptown always at like 100%, like for, you know, gear four. Yeah. Pedal to the metal. But uh, life is, is what it is. I got bills to pay like everybody else. And it's not quite to the point of like doing that for me. Like it's sustenance for me. Like I do it cause I love it and it's fun. Like it makes money and keeps itself going. Like mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like get paid off of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the serve, the client services running like t-shirt company. Like that's what's like kept me up. So I do that. And then you find the time for all the other things in between. You know, I was what I thinking mean? though, how sick it would be, bro, to just like see like a Naptown collective, like store somewhere. You feel me? That's the goal. That's like, the dream. That like, would be that's, fucking awesome. Like that's why like, I'm pushing the online brand growth and everything so much. And like, I want to get back into like distributing the skate shops again. It's just like, you know, got to hire somebody, yeah. got to get somebody on the management it's part. Definitely like, a lot more, more people, work. more people, but yeah. I'm, I'm with it. Like the dream, the end goal is to have the flagship store. Fuck it. Period. Like, it would be hard. Period. period. That's yeah. big. Come Cause on. I've done mad pop-ups. Like I know how to bring the space. I like installation. Mm-hmm. I like retail. I've art, I've been learning about that stuff on my off time for the last few years. It's just like uh, we're like we're gonna get there. It's gonna we're gonna get to there. You, we're gonna get there. I like man. I like how and your I'm gonna brain speak it into works, existence bro. too. You feel me? For real, bro. With me and you, I feel like we got a lot in common on the low. You feel me? And I'm fucking with you. I like how your brain works, bro. Uh, I, I'm hoping the best for you for these next. Man, coming years, man. You got a big future ahead of Appreciate you. Appreciate it, man. You've been killing it, bro. I'm not going to lie. My boy. I'm so happy to meet you, bro, because I feel like I've been hollering at you for a grip. I've been paying attention for a long ass time, years and years, and it's good to finally put like a face on this. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm glad that we could do this interview with motherfuckers. Get to hear you talk your shit, you know? Yeah. On the low. So uh, thank you for joining me today. For this podcast, I think we'd have made it to like an hour and a half. So I just just might want well fucking nip it. But we need to chop it up again soon, bro. I'm gonna pull up on you out in New York so I can see what I want to see your operation, bro. I want to kick it out there. You know what I mean all the homies been moving out there? It's been like it, bro. As far as like homies like moving from here, they either been going to fucking L.A. or straight to New York, bro. Pissing me off. Do you know who George Hemp is? Mm-mm. He does jewelry, but he's a skateboarder. He's from here. Yeah. Yeah. He moved out there too, like a couple years ago. It's sick, man. Like, there's just, it's cool, it's the man. Move, the bro. connection's I'm happening, gonna, I'm gonna man. See you like, out there. It's cool to see people. <laughs> or George Williams. I'm sorry, not George Hemp. I'm thinking of another fool. I'm gonna get roasted for that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, tell the people uh, how to reach you and where to get your shit. All right. Uh, so if you're on the interwebs, www.thenaptowncollective.com. Hell yeah. Um, at the Naptown Collective on Instagram. Uh, yeah, if you're on the website, you can always navigate to the shop. Uh, if you really want to stay in the know, either turn on post notifications for the Instagram or um, sign up for the email list because I do be sending people email blasts. I need to sign I'm up for the email school list. I'm old school like that, and yeah. I like it. Uh, bro, and I like people emails, People really, really jam with the email list, and I kind of like, I got a homie I pay, and he like does jokes in them, and like, yeah. Yeah. 
it's cool. Like I like the email thing. It's weird. It's like AOL, like two thousand one. But uh, yeah, that and I got Twitter and we got a YouTube and there's like the whole smorgasbord of all the social medias and whatnot. But uh, yeah. hell yeah, hey man, you heard the man tap in. Uh, thank you one more once again and uh, shout out to everybody out there listening. Uh, thank you for listening to my annoying ass voice one more time and I hope y'all have a great motherfucking day and uh. Man, <laughs> bye.